as you're sitting there, some of you with your family, some of you with friends, and I want you to think about how, how things have changed since last year, last Christmas. Some of us have witnessed some change that just was up here on the stage. Kids have grown up. Some of these little tykes up here uh, learned, learned to walk this year. Some of them um, maybe started uh, preschool. But, but life is ever-changing. Our, our world is ever-changing. And so I want you to think, how is this year maybe different than last year? For some, maybe it's slight. Maybe not a lot has changed. For some of us, maybe we're in a new city. For some of us, maybe we've started a new job. But, but life, no doubt, change. Some more drastically than maybe others. And the years and seasons, that's what they do. They change. And we all face change. People change. Situations change. But I want you to know tonight that the one we celebrate tonight is unchanging. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, and if you have your Bible with you tonight, I'd love for you to turn to Hebrews 13. Otherwise, we'll have it up on the screen for you. Uh, but through this Advent season, we've been journeying through the book of, of Hebrews, and Hebrews 13, 8 tells us that Jesus is unchanging. It says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And tonight what I would love to do is just talk about what that means. What that means for, for you and I that Jesus is the same. What that means for you and I in time and space that he's the same yesterday, today, and forever for the future to come. And how does that impact our life and how should we respond to this one who has come to us and he is unchanging? How should that impact our life? And so if you would look with me in Hebrews tonight, and I want us to look at this, this verse, if we could, just pick it apart. It, it says simply that Jesus is the same. Now, what does that mean? Now, many of us in here, if we would think of the word same of definition, we would be like, well, I think I get that. He's the same. But what does that really mean? It says this in Hebrews chapter 1, verse 12, about Jesus. It says, but you are the same. Your years will not come to an end. What is Jesus being spoken about here? What, what does this mean, that his years will not come to an end? It speaks that he is eternal. And so it kind of gives us a definition of what same means when it comes to Jesus. If we look back even a little further in chapter 1, verse 8 through 12, it tells us about Jesus a little bit more and how he is the same. In fact, in Hebrews 1, 8, it says this about the Son of God. Your throne, O God, is forever and ever, and the righteous scepter is the scepter of his kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore, God your God has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your companions. And you, Lord, in the beginning laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. Talking about Jesus himself. Then verse 11, they will perish, but you remain. They all will become old like a garment, and like a mantle you will roll them up like a garment. They also will be changed, but you are the same, and your years will not come 
to an end. And so what is the writer doing? He, he's comparing Jesus, who is the creator of all things, the one who we celebrate tonight, who has come into this world, yes, as a baby and grown as a man, and went to a cross and rose again on the third day and now sits at the right hand of God in heaven. He created everything. And everything that we see in creation will one day change. Sure, we see changes today with the changes of the season. You see the leaves all over the ground around town. But this change that's going to come where the earth and the heavens will be rolled up like a garment is speaking of Jesus' second coming and all that we see here today will change. And it will all be made new, the earth and the heavens. And that is to come. But Jesus, in comparison to creation, he will not change. He is the same. In fact, the prophet Malachi spoke of this when he spoke of our Lord. He says, for I, the Lord, do not change. Therefore, you, O sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Jesus is God, and he is unchanging. He never goes back on his promises. He never goes back on his word. And what the prophet was saying is that is great for us. That, that is hopeful for us, because we who are disobedient, deserving of being consumed by the righteousness and even the wrath of God, it says here that God doesn't change. He is consistent. He is faithful according to his promises, and therefore he will not consume even the disobedient, but he is consistent and the same when it comes to love, mercy, righteousness, and even justice. The prophet Samuel said this in 1 Samuel 15, verse 29. It says, the glory of Israel will not lie nor change his mind. Who is the glory of Israel? It's Jesus Christ himself. He will not change his mind, for he is not a man that he should change his mind. Think about us, humanity, how often we change. We change our mind. We change our attitude. <laughs> I mean, one day we could be like this. The next day, completely different. But it says about Jesus, he does not change. He does not change like man changes. Someone might be sitting there tonight, you might be saying, well, Jerry, also in 1 Samuel 15, it also says that, that God regretted that he made Saul king of Israel. Did, did God want to change his mind? I tell you what, when we think of Jesus and him being the same, it, it doesn't mean that he doesn't grieve over our actions. It, it, it doesn't mean that, that he doesn't look at a situation like a, a king Saul and, and grieve over the fact that, yes, he is king and specifically the type of king he was and grieve over his disobedience. But it doesn't mean we should doubt his perfect foreknowledge, nor doubt God's plans or God's ways, wishing they would have been different, because God had a plan in it. And so Jesus is the same. What does that mean for you and I tonight? It means this. First of all, Jesus being the same means that he is God, that he is eternal. That the one who come and took on flesh, he is God himself, has always been and always will be. And he came and he took on human nature, but he didn't get rid of his divine nature. He's the only one who has ever had two natures at the same time and will forever. And he is unchanging. 
And he doesn't change like you and I do. And so what does that mean for you and I tonight? It means this, that God, Jesus himself, he's the measuring stick. He's the measuring stick of all stability. Often in our world, there's other things that we use for the source of, of, of what's stable. Often people in business use the stock market and how things are going there for a source of stability. And some of us, we use different things in our own world to, to kind of lay out where we are, how stable we are. But I want you to know tonight that Jesus himself, he is the baseline of stability. And so Jesus being God is huge. And I wanted to take time in, in kind of building that tonight and for you to see that tonight because it impacts your yesterday, it impacts our today, and it impacts ultimately our forever. The writer says Jesus is same yesterday, today, and forever. And so I want us to think about that tonight. Have you really just thought about the impact of that and what that really means? That Jesus, this one who has come, is unchanging. And what does that mean historically? What does that mean today? What does that mean in the future? Think about Jesus. Who is he yesterday? Obviously, Jesus now, um, my little four-year-old, we were talking about this even, I think it was today, she, she mentioned something about where Jesus is right now. And she said, Jesus is in heaven. That's where he is right now. And I'm like, yeah, he, he's in heaven. That's where he is. So what about yesterday? What does that mean? It, it, it means this. The writer want us to, wants us to look back at who Jesus is in history and his work. And so what does that mean tonight? Well, I think it means a few things, and I'll just give you a few verses to think about. One, I think it demands us to look back and, and think about a text like John chapter 1. And in John 1, it tells us this, that in the beginning, in verse 1, was the Word. Who's the Word? It's the eternal revelation of God. It's Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. And so there we, we see that Jesus has been forever. And then in the beginning, he was with God. All things came into being through him. Again, he's creator. And apart from him, nothing came into being that has come into being. And then listen to this. In John 1.14, it says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so when we think back to Jesus Yesterday, we think about his work that he has come and taken on flesh. And that's what tonight, and that's what Christmas is celebrating. We saw his glory, it tells us in verse 14. Glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus did not come to condemn. But he came full of grace, full of truth. To bring the message of the gospel. And then in verse 18, it tells us this, that Jesus has come to explain who God is. That's Jesus in yesterday. Not only that, in Philippians chapter 2, Paul tells us this in verse 6. He existed in the form of God. He did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but he, Jesus, emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, being made in the likeness of men, and being found in the appearance of men. He humbled himself, not just only coming here to earth, but by becoming obedient even to the point of death, even death on a cross. For this reason also, God highly exalted him. And he bestowed on him the name which is above every name. That's who Jesus is in yesterday. So when we think about Jesus in yesterday, that he is the same yesterday, 
We have to go back to his coming. We have to go back to the cross. We have to go back even to the resurrection and everything that Jesus did for you and I. In fact, a, a couple weeks ago, we had a, a play here for our preschool. And the, the, or not just preschool, but it was, it was for our elementary. And they asked the question that, that night, that you can't have Christmas without dot, dot, dot. And the play was really cool. I, I loved it. Because they were talking about different gifts. They were talking about lights. They were talking about trees. They were talking about all the different elements and the symbols of Christmas. You can't have Christmas without this, without this. And afterwards, I got up and I, and I said this. You can't have Christmas without Easter. You can't have Christmas without Easter. I loved it. That, that next week, one of our elders sent me a, a, a picture of, of some kitchen towels that they have in their kitchen. And they've got Easter spring towels hanging up right now in their kitchen. <laughs> Taking it a little serious, right? You can't have Christmas without Easter. You see, when we think of Jesus as yesterday, the work he did, we think about not just his coming on this Christmas night, we think about his death, we think about his resurrection, we think about his ascension, we think about where he is now, and we look forward that he is going to come one day. But here's the question, how does Jesus yesterday impact today because that's what God wants to land and he wants you to understand and he wants I to understand tonight. Today we can know the Jesus of yesterday personally. We can have fellowship with him through the work and the presence of the Holy Spirit today. And listen to what Hebrews 5 7 says. It says again he fixes a certain day and that day is today saying through David, after so long a time, just as he has said before, today, listen to this, if you hear his voice, the voice of God, the voice of Christ, do not harden your hearts. What that means is that, guess what? God is speaking today through his son. And how's he doing that? Through the Holy Spirit who convicts us, who seeks to change our mind by the grace of God, he seeks that, that you and I would be changed, that it would no longer be a life lived for self, a life lived for sin, but instead a life that is changed and lived for the glory of God in obedience to God's word and so that we would not harden our hearts to who God is. And sometimes when you think about how life changes and things that happen, sometimes those are the things that harden our hearts. But God tonight wants you to know that Jesus is unchanging, even though your situation and circumstances might change, and it might have changed for the bad. He wants you to know tonight, Jesus has not changed. And so don't harden your hearts, but continue to listen and to seek this God who is unchanging and may the gracious work of our Christ from history, from yesterday, what he did for us, may it be applied and impact us today. Maybe you're going through a tough go. Maybe you need to think back to, to what Christ has done before to bring you through the valleys. And maybe tonight is a time to remember that so that he would carry you through today just as he does done before. But what Jesus, who he is and what he has done graciously yesterday and today impacts us not only for the present but for forever. And I want you to hear this tonight. The grace of Jesus impacts us for the future, it's future grace. 
For those who trust in Jesus' work in history of yesterday, they will have eternal life and joy with him forever. Maybe you're here tonight. Maybe you're worried about tomorrow. Maybe you're worried about next week. Maybe you're worried about 2017. But remember how God has cared for you, how he's walked with you and held you up to this point. He will continue, he will continue to be faithful in whatever lies ahead. And so this is what Jesus being the same means both yesterday, today, and forever. But the question is, as I hear this tonight and as we hear this tonight, how should we respond? And so what I want to do, just, just as we close tonight, and, and here's what we're going to do in just a bit. We're going to celebrate communion together. We're going to come and receive the elements and, and take them back to our seats. And then I'm going to lead you through just a time of receiving the elements as we celebrate Christ, who he is, that he has come. But the question is tonight, how shall I respond to Jesus being the same, both today, yesterday, and forever? And so simply, if I could do this, if you're in Hebrews 13, I want to show you just simply tonight a few things, quickly. And listen to what it says. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1, and we find the answer of how we should respond surrounding this text. And so so look at verse 1. I just want to walk with you through this and show you. It says, first, let the love of the brethren continue. So it means this, that you and I should love one another. That's how we should respond. Because guess what? The love of Christ, it never fades. Sure, there may be days that that Jesus grieves over our action and our sins, but guess what? His love and grace and his mercy never fades. It doesn't waver. And so he wants us to love one another. Then look at verse two. He tells us, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by this some have entertained angels without even knowing it. What an amazing thought to think but that you and I are to be hospitable toward even strangers, to love others just as Jesus has. And then look at verse three. It tells us, remember the prisoners as though in prison with them and those who are ill-treated since you yourselves are also part of the body of Christ. Church, one of the things I want to encourage you tonight is to care for the afflicted. That's who Jesus came to, the sick, the hurting. Those who were sick in sin and who could not help themselves. And by the way, that's all of us in your night. That's who Jesus came to. And Jesus wants us to show that kind of care to those. Because these who are in prison in the book of Hebrews are Christians who are in prison because of their faith. Who have stood up for their faith. They're being treated unjustly, unfairly. And God wants us to remember those and to care for those. And then look at Verse four, it tells us this. It says, marriage is to be held in honor among all and the marriage bed is to be undefiled for fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. And so what is he saying? Be committed to your marriage. Live in purity. Maintain a high regard for morality. Because guess what? God unchanges. He's unchanging in his holiness. He is consistent in his purity. And he is without fault. And so he wants us to live the same way, to be consistent in our morality and uphold our word and our commitment, even in marriage. Just as Jesus upholds his word, he never fails his promises. 
And then listen to verse five and verse six. It says, make sure that your character is free from the love of money, being content with what you have. For he himself has said, I will never desert you, nor will I ever forsake you. So that we confidently can say, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What will man do to me? What is the scripture saying? Be content. Don't get caught with an attitude of always wanting more, never feeling like you ever uh, have enough to live your lifestyle. Because guess what? The writer says you have all you need, and that is God. And guess what? He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. He won't walk out. He won't give up on you. Even through tough times and tough years, he is not going to bail. He is consistent. He is there. He is present. And so the writer says, don't be given to the draw and the things of materialism and consumerism, but instead to be content with right where you are and trust the Lord right where you're at today. And then look at verse seven. He tells us this, Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and consider the result of their conduct and imitate their faith. The writer wants us to remember those who have gone before us, spiritual leaders who have been worthy to follow and to imitate their faith because they have modeled to us the love and the grace of Christ. And then lastly, I want you to look at verse nine. How shall we respond to the fact that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever? It says, do not be carried away by varied and strange teaching, for it is good for the heart to be strengthened by grace. I want you to hear that. It's good for the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods through which those who were so occupied were not benefited. What's the point? I want to encourage you, care about what you learn. Care about the teaching you're sitting under. Care about the word of God and be in the word of God. Love the word of God. And live your life according to the word of God. Because it is through that that God gives us grace to strengthen our life. And tonight, I want to close with that thought. Simply put, that what was once true about Jesus yesterday will always be true. He is God. He is eternal. He is creator. He is the savior. He is the resurrected Lord. He is king of kings. And he reigns forevermore. And he is coming as we sung earlier. Therefore, I want you to know this, we can be sure of his strengthening grace for today, whatever we're going through, and we can be sure of it for tomorrow. Tonight, we want to remember the grace of God that was poured out upon us, delivered to us on Christmas morn, and giving us his son, Jesus Christ, and that he faced the hay in that manger. Sure, maybe a little poked that night every now and then by that. But what he would face later on the cross, the thorns on his brow, the nails through his hands, the nails through his feet, would pale in comparison to the straw that night. But the little babe in the manger would one day hang on the cross and bear my sin and your sin. And that's why he came. He came to save sinners, to give to us grace. And that work that he did will never change. It is sufficient. It needs nothing added to it. It is enough. And it is tonight why we're here. 
to remember that he did not stay dead in the grave, but he rose again on the third day. And he walked on earth for 40 days after that and ascended through the sky and is now at the right hand of God and he's coming again. And we await for him. And until then, we are strengthened by his grace that he is the same today, just as he was yesterday, and he will be forevermore. Let's pray.